man, it's December 11th, 2022, man. We have, I have been waiting for this pod for a week, but because, you know, people got your know, prior obligations, we can only give it to you this time, 10.59, man, it's Barbershop Mentality, we might be right, I'm your man, Julius Brock, I'm here with my main man, Maga P, Maga P is just for today, <laughs> just for today, how you doing, P? I'm heated, but I'm here. It's a it's a, another shitty day on the West Coast, and I got a lot of smoke for a lot of niggas. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm, no, I'm no. Gonna... Listen, Julius, right? Listen to me. I got a okay. lot of smoke for a lot of niggas. <laughs> Maga P is back today, baby. Conservative <laughs> values are up today, baby. Okay, <laughs> right wing P. Okay, right wing P. <laughs> uh, I'm here with my I'm, I'm here with my good friend in real life, Op college football op forever. I want no good things to happen to this game. I want him to prosper in life, but I want his sports team to be in hell. Shouts out to my man, Breezy, man. How you doing today, brother? Same old, man. Ain't nothing new. Another good day after South Carolina win. Two weeks still relishing, you know? <laughs> November 26th was a good day. November 26th mm-hmm. was a good day. Yeah, I, got I am 30... not here for that. I am not. This is not. I am not Breezy, here for I got that. 31 reasons why that it was a good day. 31 <laughs> good reasons why that was a good day. That was a good I, one. That was a good one. I am not here for that today. I will get into that in the next pod. We are here to discuss Black issues, okay? We're not here to talk about our colonizer team. We're here to discuss Black issues. We can get into the colonizers <laughs> the next podcast, okay? Because I'm because i ready to I'm ready to fight about that, okay? Um, <laughs> a week ago, um, our first team, Black Excellence of Hall of Him, okay? Hall, you have the Hall of Fame, you have the Hall of Him, which is, you know, Deion Primetime Sanders. Um, we, we have been covering Jackson State since the, since the creation of this pod. We, you know, we, we've been picking the HBCU game. We, we've been pushing our Sador standards for Heisman agenda. The agenda has been thriving. Um, but Prime took the job at Colorado. Now, I, for one, did not like the Colorado. I just, eh, eh. But I see the bigger picture. The purpose of this pod is we have, we are, we as men, two of us have played at HBCUs. I, I graduated, my man Breezy started at HBCU, transferred to Power 5. P went to a PWI. All of us have vested interests and experience with HBCUs. And we are just, we, we're going to give an unbiased opinion. Now, Maga P is going to go a little wild today, but that's just him. But um, before, I, before I get my opinion, um, I want to ask you guys, who I want to go first, what did you think of Prime leaving Jackson State? Uh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And it's not, it's not for, you know, the fact that I think Deion Sanders took a better job it falls back in line to what I believe the leadership and the guidance of HBCUs as an institution has always been. You can't build there. You can't build there. So I loved it because I love that they had a chance to do something generational and they fucked it off. And it just proves the point. Okay. I wasn't really, I'm, I can't say I'm surprised, but I'm, I'm, I'm probably more in line with what you were saying about it being Colorado. Cause I'm just shocked that no other, 
power five school decided that he was going to be good enough to coach for them besides Colorado. And I think, I think a lot of power five schools will be kicking themselves in the next couple of years. He like literally while we recording this right now, I just saw another article where he just landed another uh, four-star four star running back out of Kansas that flipped from Notre Dame. Number two running oh, back. Yeah, 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 Edwards, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. and Dion, Dion up there, you know, taking a picture with him, um, taking a video with him in a, a, a thick gold rope with a ring on it, designer. Come on, like, bro. These coaches, <laughs> these coaches not going to be able to compete with him, bro. In like two years, they're going to be in trouble. They're going to change it's, everything. Yo, Breezy, let me say they this. They're going to change it's, everything it's too, so Dion you know can uh, prosper. You know, it's, it's, it's too much sauce. It's too, it's you, too you know much sauce, bro. It's too much sauce. You, you know when I knew Prime was different? When that nigga had young Dolph in the locker room rapping a hundred shots, and I said to myself, <laughs> "Yo, this is scary for Power Five coaches because <laughs> this, this is too swagged out for them." Dude, right? right. Uh, Prime walked in the. Uh, he walked in the back. They had a basketball game though. I don't know if y'all. I seen this one on TikTok. I seen it. He walked in the basketball game. He ain't come. He could have easily just came through the top and went and sat in the box. Prime want to be seen. He want the world to know. Like this is what I got coming to y'all. Prime walked through the tunnel. Walked out into like a massive celebration mid game or mid warm up, whatever, with a hoodie on. Dude looked like he looked like he an athlete still. Like he 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 like he just relishing that that uh that love that they give athletes in general. I'm like when he bring that to Colorado, bro. The rest of the Power Five, I think I'm mean, packed up. He fast. went to he went to Arizona State. His people went to Arizona State and made it known that he was interested in the Arizona State job. And Arizona State told him no. So guess what? Now he in the Pac-12 and he fucking them up too. Y'all, it just blows my mind how people could overlook him and think that he wouldn't be a good, like he's literally going to be a good fit anywhere he go. Yes, I agree. Wherever he go, because all he got to do is surround himself with half decent coaches. He going to always be able to get athletes. Wherever he go, he, he was getting athletes at Jackson State. That should let you yep. know right there that if you give him the money, the machine behind it, he's going to be able to get you any athlete that you want at that school. So wait, 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 wait. You don't even got to give him the money. You don't got to give him the money because Jackson State he ain't giving him the money. He going to find the money and he going to get what he needs. Matter of fact, you're right. You definitely ain't got to give him the money because Colorado said they ain't got no money. He said, we don't know how we going to pay him, but we going to pay they him. They just going to find a way. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, bro, just uh, and the segue a little bit. I don't. I honestly don't even know how Jackson State couldn't keep him because if they could have, if they could have secured a bag in order to like pay him and his staff the way they should be paid, then he probably would have stayed Jackson uh, excuse me, Jackson State like twenty years and did what people really wanted him to do. Yo, because if you think fact. about it, bro, bro, he he increased they he increased they uh they attendance right. I looked yep. it up. A couple weeks ago, and I think they average attendance for the year was like FCS and attended two years in a row. Bro, it was like thirty six thousand people or something like that on average. And you think about like the average ticket price. Of course, you take the ticket prices of the students out, but you average the ticket prices somewhere around fifty dollars. Bro, you're talking about over a million dollars a game in ticket sales. And like for them to not be able to find some type of money, some dang concessions or nothing. That's just ticket sales. And you mean tell me you can't find no money to pay him, bro? Like that's the problem right there in and of itself. Like you could have paid him to stay there if you wanted him to stay there. Like he didn't have to go to Colorado. They just let him go. And I think it's like, I think it's a thing that we do as a people in general. Like we want the money fast, but we don't think about the long term. So they were like, Dion here now, let's make this money fast. Instead of paying him, they let him stay there for three years and then leave. They could have kept him there for 20 years. Julius Rock, I'm not gonna let you sell prime short. They had 
53,000 people at the SWAC championship. Yep. The Pac-12 oh, yeah. had 61,000. Yep. Yep. That's crazy. The Mac, crazy. where I played, where I went to school at, Ball State, the Mac had 15,000. Wasn't the SWAC championship mm. like third, like third in the tennis the, the last six? Sixth behind okay. the power fives, behind okay. the power fives by 8,000 people. That's crazy. He's a, he was ahead of every group of five, every single group of five conference game. Prime slaughtered him. That after, after Jackson State, Conference USA had 41,000, AAC had 30,000, Mountain West had 24,000, Sunbelt was 21, Mac was 15. He had right, power imagine, five attendance at the SWAC. Imagine the, the amount of money that they generated in ticket sales alone. You ain't talking about concessions. You ain't talking about none of the other stuff they had around the school. Like, you know, homecoming generated crazy money. You ain't talking about none of that stuff. Just imagine ticket sales alone and tell me why they wouldn't have been able to pay prime to stay Do you remember during oh. the season where there was an issue with the with some people buying tickets? Prime yep. was like, we're not selling tickets through Ticketmaster. Y'all got to go directly through Jackson State to get these tickets. And everybody's like, oh, that's going to mess everything. Nah, he's really telling y'all. I need this money to be right here. I don't need this money to go nowhere else. I don't need Ticketmaster eating off this. I need Jackson State eating off this. Get your tickets directly from the source. He so, probably should have let it go through Ticketmaster because then at least they could have regulated where the damn money went at. So this, this is, I, I personally don't feel that Prime left for the money. That's just my honest opinion because I feel like what Jack, what Colorado is offering him, Dion could get that doing TV. You know what I mean? Um, I think, this is just me, I think Prime left because Jackson, this, this is my position, and, and, and I'm, piggy, I'm piggyback off what you say, Brady. If I'm Jackson State, let's go back to last year. You heard rumblings of Prime talking to TCU last year, right? He, he interviewed, didn't he? Yes, he did. And, and they I gave it to Sonny. He interviewed, he interviewed no, last TCU year. TCU was a real thing. TC, that TCU that was situation real. was a real thing. Yeah, because the running back at the time at TCU that transferred with the old Miss, he was like, yo, I want Prime. Get Prime in here, right? Because Prime is the reason he's at TCU. That, remember, that running back was, I forget uh, which Texas high school it was. He was mm -hmm. a five-star that got into the fight with the coach the day before the championship game, and they kicked him off the team. And then he mm -hmm. ended up losing the scholarship to wherever he was going. And then Prime, because Prime was still at um, – Prime Prep, which is in Dallas, um, he made the call and he got him in at TCU. Oh wow! So so okay. If I'm Jackson State, right, and I, I'm, I'm gonna give you my theory. I don't know if I said it on the last part, right? I'm gonna give you my theory, and then I I'm gonna, this is what I felt like should happen. I felt like Prime interview with TCU just to see what's up. They felt like you know, ah, he cool, but I don't want him. It's something about the skin. Of, of Van Dykes, I want them. Let me get them right. Boom, prom prom goes along. Prom goes and get Travis Hunter. Gets another four star. Next thing you know, it sends people into a frenzy. Like you're not supposed to get that person, right? As the as as the season went on, I remember when uh uh from Wisconsin got fired, when Auburn got when Auburn coach got fired. The main thing I heard Paul Farmer to me was like, I think Deion Sanders would be good here. Deion Sanders would be good at Georgia Tech. Deion Sanders would be good at Auburn. I said to myself, I see the vibe. I personally think they, they, they don't want Prime to be at Jackson State because he's going to call. He's going to shake the room too much, personally. So I think they went and huddled up and said, yo, somebody got to go get this motherfucker out of Jackson State. 
Now, the counter that the first time Prime is talking to TCU, when he get back to Jackson State, I walk into the room. I shut the door. I lock that motherfucker, and I tell Prime, I'm, I, I look, I look Prime in the face and say, "You're not leaving this motherfucker. What do you want?" Now, I don't feel like it's about the money. I feel like Prime. Well, I, I feel like if I'm Jackson State, I make a commitment to giving you what you want. That means if you want power, if you want the five power five lifestyle, I find a way to get that motherfucker here. You know, because if I I figure out ways to get my donors to donate more, I figure out ways to get a better TV deal. I figure out a way to license some of this fucking merch. I'm moving merch through every fucking where. You know, I I just make a commitment to elevating this motherfucker. You know what I mean? And I think if Prime had that commitment to elevating this motherfucker, he probably would have stayed around a little bit longer. I think Colorado approached like, yo, because if, if we're being honest, Prime said, they said, we ain't got the money, we can get it. But this is what we got. We we went whatever. Whatever you went to, I'm into. And I think that that's the reason Prime is. That just, that's just me. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I agree. Um, I, I don't think it's about the money at all. I pretty much agree with what you're saying, but it's not about the money, but money could have fix the root of their problems because he want that experience. He wanted like, you see him walking down the hallway in Colorado and looking at like just the hallway alone. Colorado ain't got no rich history in football, but like you walk down that hallway, you can see the difference between walking down that hall, that main hallway and walking down the main hallway at Jackson State. Because most of the stuff Absolutely. that they got at Jackson State that actually looks good, that's attractive to the athletes now coming out of high school, Prime brought it there. It wasn't like that. That don't look like St. All probably before he got there. Yeah, I can see that. And, 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 you, know, and you know what it is? I, I I wonder did Jackson State counter offer? That's my biggest thing. What did you counter offer? If you counter offer and he still want to slide, fine. Let what I'm understanding is uh, what I'm understanding. What I heard is that they buy-in wasn't nearly enough to keep him there. And by the time they actually started countering off, by the time they actually started negotiating with him, he was already gone. From a from Pretty a much. commitment standpoint, by the time they finally came to the table to talk to him, he had already made the decision. And from what I heard, is he told them, "There's not there's not no amount of money in the world y'all can offer me to stay here at this point." So at it's that point, of- it's not about the money; it was about the principle of I'm trying to build something here with y'all, and y'all ain't even y'all ain't even bought in on your part of the commitment. I'm doing all the work. Where is your buy in at? Where is your commitment? Where is your sweat equity at? So. Um, we just got another case of niggas being niggas and trying to get shit on a <laughs> discount and not All trying right. to pay people what they worth. That's the that's honestly where I'm not trying small ideas, small dreams, small goals. I think that's what this really boils down to with Deion Sanders leaving Jackson State. Small ideas, small goals, small vision. Let me ask right you how mentality, man. They just want to make the money that they can make, right? They don't think about like. What, what could have been in the future because I read, there's a lot of rumors and stuff swirling around too, but one of the rumors I read was that they didn't make an offer, but it was like tiny in comparison to what he was going to get from Colorado, and they were still telling him that he had to pay his staff out of. So it's like, it's not about the money, but at that point, like, you're not going to offer me, you know, five, six times less than what I'm making right now, and then tell me I got to pay my staff out of it when I can go here and literally, because the only thing that was holding Prime back from really shaking the room at Jackson State was the fact that all those players, all those high school players really wasn't sold on going to a school like Jackson State. When you got kids that's like D1 caliber athletes, they think I'm going to play D1 football. Them kids been going to camp since they've been in ninth, 10th grade. They've been in all these locker rooms where you got Gatorade coolers, 
Gatorade fountains, freaking protein shakes in the morning and you're like, it's going to be hard to sell kids that come somewhere like Jackson now, State. Listen, so like Prime didn't offer no high schoolers out this last class. Out of the class of 23, Prime didn't offer no high schoolers. All them, all them offers went to JUCOs and the transfers. Mm-hmm. Prime told and, and that's a that's a good wave too. It just I know like when kids just even though they're in JUCO, like when you're coming out of high school, like you go to JUCO because you couldn't get into the school you wanted to off top, or you might not have had the grade, but they still got in their mind the type of school they want to go to. And I just feel like that was a hard drive to get them to come to Jackson State. So like when you give him the opportunity to go anywhere that has that ability to make kids say, okay, this is what I thought of college football, like it's going to be trouble. And I just, I don't think Jackson State could have competed with that once they let him start getting his foot outside of the door. Because they could have kept him there and they could have turned Jackson State into like a miniature version of that and literally like had greatness for decades. But they just wanted what's hot right now. They got they got a little bit of money and that was enough for them. And now they're going to go me, back to the doldrums. Let me ask you this. What, how do you guys feel about the backlash towards Prime from HBCUs and blacks it's a whole lot of ignorance man it's a whole lot of people who aren't embedded in the football culture speaking on it's a lot of people who ain't never stepped foot on no HBCU talking about HBCU business it's a lot of people who don't have no experience in football no kids who have gone through the recruiting process not having gone through the recruiting process themselves speaking on what should have been and what could have been it's a whole lot of ignorance being very loud and being very wrong I, I get the outrage. I, I, I get it from a, a lot of the people that like attend HBCUs because when Prime got there, I think it was like a glimmer of hope. Like everybody know that HBCUs like historically uh, underfunded um, from the state uh, as far as uh, if they, a lot of them private to start off with, so they don't get state funded. But um, uh, donors, like people who graduate uh, or, or alumni from there don't send money back. Like everybody knows that they don't get the same type of funding. So I think when Prime got there, it kind of gave people like a glimmer of hope. Like, damn, we can change stuff now because now we got the allure. Like now it's going to be people that want to, like you think of all the stars that came to Jackson State, ain't none, none of them never thought about going to Jackson but State for no football game. Prime went to Walmart and got that practice filled. Prime went to oh. Michael Strahan's suit business provided the team with a attire for traveling. Like yep. it was, it Dion brought all that shit in. The, the school spun. And, and he got a lot of the. Uh, he got his hand in the dinners. In the, he in the built food that game. locker room with his own he, money. Built the locker room. He landed a deal with uh with a major airline so that he could fly them across the country whenever they had to go somewhere far. Like, but it's just when you think about that, like he did all of that on his own. Imagine if they would have backed him the way they should have, and like allowed him to have a little bit of room and not have to have that stress of coaching recruiting and trying to rebuild all this stuff on his own like there should be a whole another team of people that should have been doing all that stuff everything he wanted they should have been trying to find a way to get it in order to like keep that thing going and i think that's why a lot of the people are mad because they thought that that's what was going to happen like they thought that you know prime was going to come there and change the face of it and it was going to start bringing money back into that circuit it was going to start bringing money back into their school in general and then kind of trickle down effect to the rest of hbcus across the country and now it's like it was there. It was there for a minute, and it's gone. It burned white hot for like a little minute, and then it just it flame died out. I got. I think I got that's I got why a lot of people mad. I got. I got to speak on that. So I I agree with both of you. I don't think people understand the process of college football, coaching, recruiting. Like coaches do what Prime did all the time. 
you go to start somewhere, you make it hot, you get the fuck on. You, you rarely get people that kind of stick around to a situation for a lengthy period of time. It's, it's very rare, correct? Um, My issue with people is I don't personally give a fuck what anybody says about this situation if you have not played a sport at an HBCU. That's, that, that's my whole mindset. I don't give a damn what you got to say. I'm going I'm to I'm give you a quick story. Me and this man played at St. All, right? Didn't know. And, 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 and if I'm being transparent, I, I know you said, you know, a lot of kids, you know, will, will want to go to Power 5. If, if I'm being honest, when I came out of school, I only wanted to play for two schools. Or three schools. I either want to go to Clemson or I want to go to NT or SC State. Those are because you know I'm 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 from SC. SC State is a big thing. You know everybody's a you know everybody knows somebody's a bulldog. You want you know what I mean? That that was just me. But when I went to uh my first school, Saint Aug, I never seen no shit like that before, and. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I never Wait. seen no shit like that. Right. Before you go on, I'm going to just say the statutes of limitations is up. So you can go ahead and speak your truth. <laughs> Listen, it's long up because they still ain't changed a whole lot. They ain't changed the whole fucking vibe, bro. My issue, with, my issue with niggas that speak on HBCUs, number one, all HBCUs are not credit equal. No. Everybody don't get the same, like they are underfunded, but everybody don't get the same back. Everybody don't get the same bag. Certain schools have that cachet. They have their like the Hampton. Hampton is private. Hampton can get to the bag. How eh, eh. Hampton can get to the uh, Hampton eh. ain't fucking saying all. It's a it's ziploc bag. P. It's a ziploc bag because I talked to Hampton and they ain't had no money for an Arizona kid. Niggas is broke too. You did not go see this. The thing, the thing about that P is you did not go. Let me finish my story, sir. Like it's it's levels to HBCU, bro. Is you're speaking from a parent that tried to get in and they and they and they fucked you. You don't like how they conduct business from a recruiting standpoint based on what you're used to. As somebody that played at two HBCUs, there when I went to Fayetteville State and I went to St. All, it's two fucking different things. And Fayetteville State is nowhere and both near of them dusty. No, I'm a, no, no, no. I'm gonna levels. be honest. I, I think a little bit of opposite of what you said, uh, Rock, okay. because. They like how you say, you know, private versus public. I think, I think the public HBCU stand a better chance than private. Like, cause St. Aug was private, bro. It was nineteen dollars a year ago that we went there in 04. St. Aug was, was private. St. Aug was private, but it's certain schools that are that 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 have the backing, the record, the record. The damn, I can't even say no words this morning. They're more recognizable. They're fine. Like Morehouse is private. Morehouse is you thinking, fine. You thinking about you thinking about them old St. Aug days? Got your damn brain shook. What you mean? Fuck you. <laughs> you, you. You couldn't get your words out. You, 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 they you got had their trouble, man. They got their trouble. Listen, yeah. when, we went, when we went to St. Aug, we didn't even have jerseys, bro. We When we first got there, we had T-shirts. Bro, I had T-shirts. I, you know, I often forget about that, the fact that some people actually had T-shirts on their on they shoulder pads, but I, I forget about that sometimes. Every time you say that, it, it, it made me realize that I forgot that, and I just laugh inside. I, tell, yes. I was telling my wife recently, bro, when it comes to like HBCUs versus like just from my personal experience, because mm. everybody, you said something really like clutch a while ago. You said all HBCUs ain't equal. It's very Amen. true because a lot of people think HBCUs and they think of like the prestigious side, like how you starting to go into the Morehouses and stuff like that just now, which the football program still ain't there. 
on most but, of them. But when but you talk way, about HBCUs, you talk when you think about HBCUs and prestige, you never think athletics. It's always academics nope, and black. It's always academic. It's it, always it, academic. It, it, but 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 it's but athletic. That's by design too. too. That's by but, design, but, and that's why it's that crazy because they just don't realize that athletics would propel your academics. Like when you when you make money from athletics, you can literally take that money and then disperse it amongst the rest of your programs. When you got but, good but, dental but, but, programs, but, good engineering programs, but the donors ain't giving money back, then it doesn't do you no good. But a program like AT will have more than a program like Shell or a program like Johnson C. Smith. Of yeah, course. but a program like AT is is fighting to get the HBCU stench off of them. No, they're not. But well, let me let me finish my story. Let me finish my story. God damn, got me off track. <laughs> Listen, when I went to Saint Oh, I had it better in high school than I had in college, 100%. bro. You know what? You know what the most heartbroken shit is. Uh, and and, and I got a I got a good close friend. He played at Winston Salem State. Man, me and him were talking. Um, when you got coaches that stay in dorms, and it wasn't just a Saint Oh, it was a lot of coaches that had to stay in the dorms. Um, you have them, um, you know, you don't have a lock. Some of them don't, didn't have locker rooms. St. Off just got a locker room. You know what I mean? We, we, had had a lot. we damn sure had a locker room. We had a locker room. We had to leave our pads. We had to leave our pads in the room. We had to go. Me, me and this nigga used to, used to put um, a district surgeon in the sink. We had a sink, a bathroom sink in the room. We literally washed that shit. We literally washed right. that shit. No locker room, sink. no showers. You had to go back to the dorm to take a shower. Like back leaving the, the football dorm. field. And we walked half a mile to the football field too. Bro, most, most we'd ever lost in my life. Best safe I ever was in my life. Bro, me and this nigga had to steal juice from the calf. And, and, and <laughs> it was one day. I don't know if you remember this day, bro. It was yeah, steal juice from the calf. We had to take turns stealing fucking juice. Mr. This roommates, not we had to take turns stealing juice, bro. I don't know if you remember this day. I remember this day every I'd never forget this. It was that one day we was both of us. It was in the cafeteria one morning. I kept going back getting fucking sandwiches <laughs> to, to take to the room to eat for later. And the lady was like, "Yo, are you are you eating on this?" Side? I said, "No, I'm taking back to the room." I went in line like nine times, <laughs> and the lady was just concerned. <laughs> Like, bro, like me and this nigga used to literally say, yo, you want a sandwich? Here you go. We used to bust down sandwiches. Stolen one, sandwiches. One thing I would change in that story is I wouldn't say we were stealing shit because they were getting $19,000 a year and that was a buffet-style cafeteria. All we Absolutely. did was <laughs> pack some up and take that bitch back. You you know, like, we made to go place. For $19,000 a year, they should have had, we had a 1,000 students there, all of them paying $19,000 a year. We should have had better food than that in the first place. It was the same Absolutely. food every day. Same food every damn day. Oh, y'all ain't had, had fried chicken Wednesday? Have, y'all no, ain't had fried chicken damn near every day. <laughs> but then they had the damn audacity to have like a grill upstairs that wasn't a part of your meal plan that you could buy food from that had that actually had good food. Yes. And you couldn't use Absolutely. that on your meal plan. You had to pay for that. They had Cash. the audacity to do that shit. But no lie, bro, like just piggybacking off of what you said, but like I can remember, I was telling my wife the other day, like, People talk about HBCUs like is you know prestige, and it is on on that aspect. But they got to get the football side down. Like they got to realize that that's where the money come from. Our first game that we played, I the one that I tried. My first game I traveled to. I was 17 years old playing my first college game. We went to Tuskegee, and even Tuskegee, like I heard of Tuskegee, my I had never heard of St. Augustine until I went there. But I heard of Tuskegee yep. my whole life, so I'm yep. thinking, oh, we going to Tuskegee. 
it's going to be like, because I already know that being a St. Aug ain't what I thought college football was going to be. I already figured that yes. out day one, first day. Absolutely. So I'm like, oh, we're going to Tuskegee. I heard about Tuskegee my whole life. And we get to Tuskegee, bro. And I mean, the locker room was like, it was like a away locker room at my high school. Like a yep. little like a little square room with a couple of shower stalls. Like when we finished playing the game, bro, I think it was like three or four shower stalls in there. We was washing our meat in the sink. To get back yep. on the bus to go back yeah, home, and we get on a bus to drive ten hours back home too. That yep. just blew my mind too. But either way, like, like things like that, like people don't understand. Like that's the type of shit that like don't go on in Power Five, and that shit go on every day still. We play every football. single day. We went to and college as freshmen eighteen years ago, bro, and this shit still going on. And I remember when we got to St. All, their pitch was that we were going to be the the class that began to turn things around for that circuit. That style yep. of HBCU football. And 18 years later, them motherfuckers still sharing the field. Let me ask yep. y'all this question. Let me ask mm-hmm. y'all this question. Why do you think there's a disconnect between what should be happening and what is happening with HBCU? Oh, give me, give me the ball on that one. Give me the ball on that one. I'll tell you what the fuck I think it is. I it's I, I listened to Dr. Umar interview, right? Huge Umar fan. I did not agree everything with his prime take, but he said something in the interview that stuck with me when I thought about HBCUs. He's talking about the Congressional Black Caucus being 80 years old and making all these decisions. He said in, in, in Pan-African culture, the elders are for wisdom, the youth are for war. It's too, if you look at any time a HBCU has had an embezzlement problem, a money fucked up problem, it's come from an older Black. We need to get younger in HBCUs. It needs to be younger administration, younger board of trustees, younger athletic directors, young guys that, young men or women that understand this current world, understand technology, understand how to market now. The old ways that, 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 that make shit shape are irrelevant. You need a way to engage former players. I feel, me personally, I always felt like when I hear these people talk about Jackson State that alumni HBCUs and how Dion played HBCUs and robbed them and used the stepping stone, I said to myself, is you niggas don't know what it takes, what's put into from a football perspective because you niggas just go for homecoming day parties you go to ciaa weekend you 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 just you you were everything but with the foot like I, I bet i don't even see it at the fucking games you don't give a shit about the football you just upset that you just couldn't goddamn maximize that motherfucker a little bit longer and i me personally i feel like with hbcus if we can i'll give you a prime example p i'll give you a prime example if i had a d a tv deal with with espn correct you know what have been fire? If we did a hard knocks Jackson State and I go to Netflix, Amazon, Apple TV, Hulu, and say who trying to HBO Max, who trying to play? I guarantee you stuff like that could have happened if Dion stayed there. Uh, that, 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 bro, I would have if I'm the AD, I'm on the phone. I'm saying, yo, who trying? Who want this content? Who want YouTube? Who wants this lick? I'm putting Jackson State merch. Every fucking way, every Bro, goddamn way. I'm getting that bitch license. That motherfucker. I'm moving units in the fucking city. I'm if I have if I have fucking Rick Ross sitting on my fucking sideline in a king chair. 
I nope. have a section for celebrities to get some of this sauce. I'm squeezing the juice out of every fucking body. That's the, that's like I'm, I'm like I'm hot. If I'm hot and I'm the bad bitch, I'm getting all this fucking money. That, that, but that's just my opinion. Let me give you a personal Pick, story. Of me working over that, like yeah, go ahead. You talk about the the youthfulness of it and having like younger people in 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 positions. I feel like the biggest reason that they don't succeed is because they don't put emphasis on sports. Like it's good that you got emphasis on your pro, your academic program, but just like I said a couple minutes ago, like those people go on to get great jobs. They, own, they go and become very successful in life, but even if they're giving back money, it's not the type of money that you can get from a football bag. If they will put emphasis on their sporting programs and actually create a draw, like how Dion was able to create a draw there, like the amount, the influx of money that would have been coming in there, the revenue that would have been driven towards that school, if Dion was to stay there for like five to 10 years, bro, would have been insane compared to any academic program they could have and that's the thing that's, they don't that's realize. That's why I think a like, young cat USC would do understand that. we got a good school of business, but they also no, no, understand no, no, no. that even no. when we have one win per year, we still generate millions of dollars. Let me give y'all my personal story of okay. working with HBCUs at an admin level, right? Okay. Julius Rocco, Julius Rocco, have you believe that my disdain for HBCUs started with the lack of recruitment for my son? And that's okay. not the case. Oh, my, no, no. I, I know my, what you're about to say. Go ahead. My Go. disdain for HBCUs pans back to 2013, 2014. Kicking with me. 2013, 2014, what was it about nine years ago? I'm a young, I'm 23, 24 years old. Me and my family, me and my two cousins uh, started an app. We developed the app, Black History Trivia, because we was like, it ain't just February where we got to learn Black history. We should have an app that does black history facts connects you with historical members prominent black people in the community i'm talking about we had everybody uh speaking for this app we got the voice of bakari sellers we got uh, uh my my cousins work for unsung so they they're in la they do their thing they got a lot of connections uh lavar arrington is a part of it uh um uh, lavar burton has spoken we're connected and we developed this app that uh, it's Black History Trivia. It's a game. It's a competition. You get into the app, you answer history questions, and there's a circuit where you can get in, compete against other people, and we give out scholarship money to kids, uh, to paper books, computers, laptops, all this stuff. Developed in 2013, 2014. I'm, I'm a sales guy. In my everyday, regular life, I sell. My job was to sell this marketing to HBCUs. So I got a list of 109, I think like 109 HBCUs in the entire country, somewhere at this, 100 plus HBCUs that I was contacting to sell advertising to. And our pitch was, we will give y'all the first 90 days free. We will create ad copy. You know how when you get online and you'll see ads from like Phoenix, uh, University of Phoenix, you'll see ads from ITT Tech, all these different online schools. We were like, well, let's replace the University of Phoenix with the HBCU. Let's introduce it to these people in this app because the first time they hear about HBCUs is probably word of mouth that they hear from some frat or soror. And uh, we're not growing our base of HBCU alumni. The kids who go HBC are typically children of people who went to HBCUs. There's no new blood of HBCU coming into that 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 pipeline that's true so that's we true. wanted to we wanted to expand the reach of hbc beyond 
you know, the pipeline. We wanted to get it in front of kids who probably never would see an HBCU in their life. So the idea was Howard University, you, you finish a section of our app and then it has you run a paid ad. We wanted a Howard University ad to come up and they had a direct link today admissions page to go in or a direct link today about page to tell you more about Howard. I contacted all Dillard University, Howard, Mississippi Valley State. I call all of these people. You know how many colleges actually ran with it? Two. Uh, I, I don't have the information in front of me to tell you who those two were um, because it's been eight years almost since I last had the conversation because they didn't end up buying it at all. We gave them free advertising for 90 days. Our app had daily impressions of 19,000 unique visitors utilizing our app. We're giving you free game. Nobody wanted to move forward with this past the 90 day period. They wanted the free shit. And then once the free shit ended, they didn't want to pony up and pay. And I called and called from 2013 to 2016. I called trying to pitch this. The numbers were good. The unique visitors were good. Uh, they might have actually got some business from them. Some kids might have signed up. We don't know because the relationship never went past the point to where we could accurately track that information on. Okay, who from this app got directed to you guys? And from that app, uh, how many people actually converted to becoming students? We never got that far because the life cycle of our sale with them didn't extend that far. And that's where my disdain started because y'all aren't even forward visionary. Y'all can't even look forward enough to realize that this is a win for y'all. And, and marketing at that point isn't what marketing is now. Now everybody understands what marketing on Google is and pay-per-click and all this stuff. Everybody understands that that's in business now. We tried to bring that to y'all eight, nine years ago and y'all weren't on it. Y'all didn't see it. So the lack of vision is where I started to, to feel like HBCUs are going to fall behind and it ain't because Black people don't want to support. It's because the Black people in charge don't have no vision. What was the price of it? Man, I have to look at the eye. Uh, to be honest with you, our market advertising, we was probably running, I mean, Google PPC to have a real valid uh, impression. You probably need about 600 bucks a month. So we, I was pitching anywhere from 600 to maybe 1500 a month for them to advertise with us and, and try to convert on our unique visitors. Yeah, they don't want me that. And, and, I, and I believe, hey, let me tell you something, bro. It ain't about them. To me, it isn't about the $600 a month. It's the fact that they don't want to, when you got somebody older, they don't understand that it's kind of content. It's, it's just sometimes you kind of feel like some of those HBCU admin, they just want to get their check and keep it moving. You know, um, I, I, I feel like, you know, I don't want to bash niggas, but I oh, feel, tell me what you want to say and then let me say it because I do it. No, no, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. We we should pay for what I seen Tyreek this year say this. Um, we pay for what we we like. We beg for what we want. You know, we we should have been forward thinking with all this shit. When you get a prime. I'm reaching out to, well, okay. Prime is giving you the blueprint, right? Instead of sitting up on social media, bitching and moaning about this, we need to think about how we gonna make this shit shake. And North Carolina a and the state of North Carolina 
is literally cutting back on funding for A&T because they too fucking popular. That's blatant racism. We have to get it out the mud. And, you know, we can ask people to donate, but what we got to do when we ask people to donate, donate, we have to engage alumni. We have to engage former athletes that were a part of your football program and incentivize them and make them feel a part of the program so they can give back. Because at the end of the damn day, you know, I, I, people, people don't want to donate to HBCU sometimes because they've been through some fuck shit with HBCUs. I warn kids all the time, hey, man, I'm pro HBCU. I love everything about HBCU, but it's going to be some bullshit probably in your financial aid. It is what it is. It's going to be some type of fuck shit. People remember the fuck shit and they want to, and they, and they just want to pay the damn school back by that. But we have to do a, a better, my fault, HBCU has to do a better job of trying to engage us. If I'm an AD, and, and Breezy, if you're my former player, you know what I'm doing? And you played for me for four years. I'm sending you a t-shirt every fucking year. You know why I'm yep. sending you that t-shirt? Because I need to get you engaged because you're going to spread the word about how your university held you down, gave you a diploma, and you're going to get other motherfuckers to come to me. The I need you to remember what you practiced in. I need you exactly. to remember them times. I need you to remember when we had the t-shirts on out here getting it out the mud. I am a diehard Clemson fan. You know what I see on, on Saturday sometime at Clemson? And, 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 you, and, and my man Breezy, he, he, he transferred to South Carolina. He's a South Carolina fan. You know what you see on the sideline? You see former players on the fucking sideline chilling at games. Yep. <laughs> That's I what mean, I say, bro. At the end of the day, it really boiled down to the, like all that stuff that you saying makes perfect sense. And it all like comes back to one thing. Like they got to put emphasis on the sport. They have to. It just all like them, them guys on those D1 programs, they come back to the schools whenever they want. Like literally like they let them come back and use the weight rooms, whatever. Like they can do whatever they want. It, it helps drive like, selling the school kids that come You're selling the product coming in for a visit and they see freaking Alshon Jeffrey chilling out in the facility. Like, I mean, they were like five years, five years ago, they was watching Alshon Jeffrey win the Super Bowl. Like all Bro. that type of stuff continues to drive traffic towards your university. And I, I just me, think that me, those schools don't get that. Let me ask you this, Breeze. Let me ask you this. You have a young daughter, right? Mm -hmm. Where are you pushing your, if your young daughter wants to go to school, where are you pushing your daughter at? Pushing it, it so honestly, it's hard for me to say right now at this age because you don't really know what they're into yet. So like, the if, if you were if you were to throw it out there, so like for us, I'm automatically pushing South Carolina without a doubt. Like it's, okay. it's gonna always be like legacy, legacy style uh, education when it comes to here. But like you know, say they want to go somewhere that got a different type of program. Like as long as it's not Clemson, I wouldn't care. But as far yeah, as like what we pushing, South but Carolina. That's fair. But that's but if you don't want to go to Clemson, that's fair. But but you are pushing South Carolina because you went to South Carolina, correct? Mm -hmm. And you have an affinity for the for South Carolina, right? Yep. Correct. So 100%. people that go to school are going to push their family and friends to their alumni. I went to Fayetteville State. I graduated from Fayetteville State. I started at St. Augustine. I graduated from Fayetteville State. I push kids to Fayetteville State or HBCU all the time. Guess what? If I play for the motherfucker and the kid and, and, and I have something to show, I, I try to send ball players to Fayetteville State all the time. Now it's up to them whether they want them, but I try to send ball players all the time. 
bro, do you know what that means? If I send a kid there and a kid can see, you know, uh, uh, you know, they go to, they visit a game and they see a little sex with alumni going fucking ham, going fucking crazy, that, that comes by not just during homecoming? No, you gotta, you gotta make your money makers feel special. It's like, it's, it's like a woman, you gotta make one feel special, man. And, and I don't think HBCU do a good job. And that's my issue with all these uh, think pieces from chicks who never played or niggas who just was just fucking in SGA at folk school. If you never played the sport of football at HBCU, shut the fuck up on this matter, bro. Because you don't mm-hmm. understand the, the, the I, I, I lot of you not. When, when I was at Fayetteville State and my man Kwame West can attest to this, we played Johnson C. Smith. I, I sprang, I had a level two ankle sprain, right? I could barely fucking walk back to the bus. This nigga gave us cold Popeyes. I had to eat ice, cold chicken, fries on that shit on the fucking bus from Charlotte back to fucking Fayetteville. Who the fuck does that, bro? <laughs> Who does? Bro, I, I couldn't get a fucking microwave. Bro, I remember when we left Fayetteville State, we had cold chicken. It wasn't yes. no, it wasn't no damn sides and nothing. It was just breast. This is a damn chicken breast. That's all they handed us. I grew up back on the book. I don't even eat fucking chicken. I grew up the same in the same parts Julius Rock grew up. So for us, football, you know, Clemson and South Carolina was there, but where we from, you had SC State, uh, you had Benedict, you had Morris College, and I don't you had HBCUs around you that you were familiar. That's what we grew up in. I ended up going to school at a PWI. I'm a military kid. So I moved to Germany junior year and I was invisible to the football world, except Ball State sent me an offer for a walk on and I went and did that for a year. Um, but as I grew up and had my family, I always had an intent to send my son HBCU because that's what I grew up around. The pastor in my church was a Q dog from SC State. Every man that I knew in my life that that was a, my band director, Roger Henderson, was a Q-Dog from SC State. Like every man of influence in my life outside of my father went to SC State and was a Q-Dog. So in my mind, I didn't do it because I went to Ball State and I didn't, the, the culture is not as strong up there. In my mind, I'm like, I'm going to raise my son. And first off, he's going to be a Q. Second off, I would love for him to go to HBCU. And third off, he plays football. I would want him to go play football at HBCU. I went to Ball State. Never in my life once did I think of sending my son to Ball State. From the time he was like seven years old playing football to about when he was 15, 16, my intent was to get him to an HBCU. I don't know where the shit went awry. I sent sent SC State. I sent Alcorn State. I sent Delaware State. I sent Howard, I sent Hampton, I sent Norfolk, I sent Lincoln, I sent at, at the time NCAT, North Carolina Central. I sent them all the same emails, all the same messages. I sent Washington, Oregon, Notre Dame, Stanford, Arizona State. I sent them all the same thing. I didn't hear back from one HBC. Actually, I take that back. 
one one HBCU did reach back out to me to connect with me to see what it was about. Now it's FAMU, and that had nothing to do with football. My son was in a cotillion out here in Arizona, and one of the FAMU alumni's daughters was a part of it, and they loved my son. And they went back to Willie Simmons and told him about my son, and then he called my son. And then the very next fucking day, Willie Simmons offered a kid. That kid ended up committing to the University of Arizona. He said, fuck that HBCU shit. It's it's a it's a debutante type uh, arrangement where they celebrate black culture and black girls coming of the age, becoming teenagers, kind of like a, a black quinceanera, if you if you will. Gotcha. Let me ask y'all this. Um, moving forward, I got two questions, and you know, the first question is, where does HBCUs go from here? after prime is left um you know jackson state or you know just hbcu in general because it's because you know i got a theory and what do you see from prime moving forward because i see prime shaking the room so let's start with the first one where do you guys think hbcus go from here five years it's gonna gonna progress a little bit um it's not gonna be anywhere near the magnitude of what would happen if prime stayed even just a few more years but it's going to progress because you got like you can already look at the argument as far as like superstar talent or star power. You got Eddie George. Is that what is that? Tennessee State? Tennessee mm-hmm. State. Yep. So you got Eddie George there. And even at Jackson State, you got Mo Williams that coaches the basketball team already. He just won his first game the other day. So <laughs> like they got the star power that could still help generate some of that, you know, revenue. But it's, it's not going to be anywhere near what would have happened had prime. Because, like, you think about, like, South Carolina State with Buddy Few. Buddy Few's been in South Carolina State for 20 years. Legend. Buddy Few got uh, – he a legend. Like, he literally won the Celebration Bowl, the HBCU uh, uh, National Championship last year, smoked JSU, put him in a pack without yeah. even thinking about it. And, like, nobody even bats an eye about it because it was prime that they were drawn to. It was, And, I mean, that's just the prime effect in general. Same thing going to happen in Colorado. But – they got to start putting that emphasis on people like Buddy Pugh if they want to like really progress because they could put the emphasis on South Carolina State and South Carolina State could be a literal powerhouse just off of residual talent that Clemson or South Carolina don't get, i.e. Exactly. Darius Leonard or Shaq Leonard. You know what it's, I mean? It, 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 he's not lying about that. So, South Carolina, I like, I'm be honest with you, and, and, and I'm not, it's not, just to piggyback off what he's saying. They got a Shaq right now as wide receiver going to the draft. Yo, let me ask you this, Breezy, and then we'll, we'll I'll let Pete cook. Were you shocked that South Carolina State beat Jackson State? Because I wasn't shocked. I said, oh, I no. said, huh. I said, nope. yeah, I, I said, yeah, problem. I have a dog fight with this one. <laughs> this ain't going to be easy. I, this ain't going to be no walkthrough. I, 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 was, I was shocked that, because I wasn't paying that much attention myself. I don't really, the black black college sports don't get as much coverage in general. Even though we live right up the road, I'm a Carolina fan. So I'm watching Gamecocks every Saturday. I'm not watching yeah. South Carolina State. So I pay yeah. attention to them about around the time where they might play one of the power five schools in the state, which they often do. So I paid attention to them around that time, but I didn't really think about the fact that they had, I think they had, what, five losses last year? Who, SC State? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. so I was kind of shocked when they was in the bowl game. I was like, wait a minute, how the hell they get here? But then you think about it, like, you know, a lot of time their losses be to, like, South Carolina, Clemson, like, schools like that. So it's like, am I shocked that they beat Jackson State? Hell no, because Jackson State wasn't even on that level. Of, Julius of Rock, I think South Carolina State have been playing at for the last two decades. 
I think we actually picked SC State to win that game on the show when we did it last year. If it wasn't, if it wasn't me, it was you. I don't know if yeah. we picked Jackson. I think you specifically said, "Buddy Pew ain't no hoe." But if you ain't yeah. home, but if you I, it, it wasn't no, it wasn't a doubt in my mind like that Jackson State was not ready to play South Carolina State. It wasn't a doubt. It's it's a different level of football. And like but, I say, bro, it's a testament of South Carolina football because a lot of these players coming from right in the backyard. Listen, I would tell you, Prime needed that SC State loss to get to where he is right now. Absolutely, he needed right that now. loss. That loss I is why South he's Carolina at State Power Five right now. again this year. I think I think South Carolina could beat him again if they played again this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he he needed it to help him progress, but they just not on that level yet. The only thing they got right now is they have the allure. Like they have the, the they have what people like to see happening right now. But that conference ain't them yet. If South Carolina State had a prime nigga, <laughs> nigga, if prime came to South Carolina State, them motherfuckers would be like how South Carolina got upset by Citadel a few years. It would be like that. Like if if, yeah. if if South Carolina State was able yeah. to get that type of star power behind yes. them, they would be upsetting yes. people every once in a while. They would be yes. they would be an app state of HBCUs. Like Wait, you are scared learn. to schedule them because they're gonna upset you at home. Dion yeah. learned I, I I'm enough to get the talent here, but I need a buddy pew with me on mm-hmm. my staff. And then that's the crux of why we're at where we're at now. If I can't pay my staff, how can you expect me to develop? the NFL talent that I'm pitching to these kids. If I can't attract coaches away to come help me build, to be the Buddy Pew, I don't need to face Buddy Pew when I'm at Jackson State. I need Buddy Pew with me. Which is why I love the fact that he's recruiting the Willie Simmons and and, uh, the coach from Mississippi Valley State. Because he's understanding, listen, I'm going to attract what I'm going to attract because I'm prime. You can't stop that. I'm coming. Like he told them boys in that meeting, I'm coming. But I need my staff. I need the the pool that I'm paying the money from out of for my staff to be exquisite so that we can not only just get these kids here, but deliver on what I'm telling them I'm going to deliver on. He like rallying early, too. He already building the team together. Pete, he but got that's the safety coach from Alabama. Or, yeah, but, I saw that. But, but what's the long-term viewpoint? What, what, what do you feel oh, about me? the long-term? I, yes. I think I think HBCUs will mire in mediocrity, not because. Um, well, let me let me explain. It's two parts. HBCUs are going to get more talent coming through their pipelines, but it's not because their product has been developed. It's because the transfer portal is going crazy. And yes. Prime showed that the HBCU can still be a destination for you, even if, you know, the situation is not that great. This transfer portal is bubbling over. There's going to be kids inside of this, this FBS uh, that, that don't go back FBS. They're going to trickle down to FCS, which in turn is going to cause the kids who are currently on FCS to get processed out and matriculate down to Division Two. So in them two levels, you're going to have a lot of kids who in the past, before the transfer portal, might have just been sitting on the bottom of a roster, on the bottom of a depth chart at the FBS Mix. Or a high power FCS. These kids are learning that I got to go play. So they're going to choose the Alcorn State. They're going to choose the AMs. They're going to choose the FAMUs because we know these are destinations we can go play. And we just want to play. The experience ain't really that, ain't so great about us because we're in a transfer portal for a reason. So they're going to get talent. They're not going to do nothing with it because the, the structure, the idea behind what you're trying to do with an HBCU is not there. It's not the vision that Prime envisioned. 
And it's just going to mire mediocrity. You're going to get players that are going to come through who are going to be great. You're not going to do nothing with them because you don't have the infrastructure to be successful and grow. I love it. Yeah. If I had a, if we had a transfer portal back in 2007, I, I probably would have left uh, South Carolina and went to state. If we had a transfer yeah. portal. Yeah. I, but I knew that if I had transferred again, I would have had to sit out for two more years and my career would have been over. But like, yeah. it was so hard for me to get back on the football team, like to get back in the, in the right standing that I would have definitely transferred if we had the portal back then. I would have easily went to South Carolina State, without a doubt. Let me Okay, so let me ask you this. What, what do you guys – oh, well, shit, I ain't get my opinion. So my viewpoint of HBCUs um, – shout out to my man, Rod the Hater, you know. <laughs> Rod the <laughs> generational hater, man. Um. <laughs> He, he he said something you know that stuck with me. He said, "I know one thing about black people, man. They go they gonna come together to prove you wrong." He said, "The first couple of games, Jackson State game, HBCU game, they gonna be rocking. Once that first loss, everybody getting missing." He said, "He's he said, it's gonna be crazy to homecoming after that. It's just gonna get quiet." I think it's gonna be crazy only at homecoming. I can see that. I I think all this media storm, all this it. it all this extra attention from uh, Jamel Hills and Bumani Jones that that never talked about HBCUs until Dion came, that are just so safe havens about you know black people and their education, all that other shit. I personally feel like they're gonna put on for our first two games and then they're gonna pivot to what the foil's going on on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I, I think. H, they're gonna try, I think HPs are gonna try to damn this to try to get back. How to not saying they're not saying they're cold. They always it's anything black is gonna be hot. You know what I mean? It's it, it, it's just us. It's just in our DNA. We know how to be proper. You know at all costs. I think that we would they they will have a, a little spark, but it's gonna go back to normal. And they're gonna blame anything that Prime does at Colorado. Gonna blame it on him. They're going to watch that. They, they're going to focus more on that Colorado situation than they are going to HBCUs, and I think that's going to hinder us even more instead of elevate us out of this spite. And I think that's not fair to the kids. That's not fair to the, you know, the, the people that really put in a lot of work in support of these HBCUs, man. That, that's just my opinion. Man, I'll give you a prime example. Um, the people that – remember when RG3 was, was covering uh, – I think I think it was like Central Alcorn State or some. I don't know if you remember that game, Pete. Robert Griffin, um, was just saying, "Oh my God, he's running like he stole something." Oh huh. man, he man, he hit him with the stanky. Look, Look at that jigaboo. I don't need. <laughs> I don't want that in my HBU analysis. I want you to treat this fucking game like Kirk Herb Street. Don't make you know what you can have black, you can be flavored. This podcast, we're, this is a black sports podcast. We still show our blackness, but we break the shit down. Tell me about this motherfucker name. Tell me about his background. Tell me what he does well. Analyze these motherfuckers like you analyze these motherfuckers on first tape. When I hear Curb Herd Street, Curb Herd Street, break this bitch down. Get me somebody that's gonna break this motherfucker down and still keep the blackness. Treat us like we're a fucking hey, sport, bro. I, I ain't gonna lie though. I kind of. When I do watch HBCU football, I, I kind of, not that running like he stole something weird ass comments like that, but like, I like the, I like the flavor. Like, I like to see that it's different because, for instance, if you saw that interview a couple of weeks ago before Dion actually took the position, and I forgot what the analyst's name was, but he was joking with him. And he was like, 
He was like, hey, Dion, you know my favorite team is uh, Kansas City Chiefs, right? Was it like, Rob um, J? It was Rob J. I, was that whatever? I couldn't even yeah. remember the name. He was like, he was like, they're playing Denver this weekend. You, you gonna you gonna go to the game with me? Like, but like just the the camaraderie they had, like you see them, they, it wasn't like a regular interview. Like they side by side, they like nudging each other's shoulders and joking and like it almost like it was in a barbershop, like on a Saturday. And like you don't get that type of like it just reminded me of like home almost. And I'm like, I, I like that. I ain't got a problem with that. Jewish, right? You remember? I like, I like that. I like that aspect of it. You're not gonna get that from a PWI broadcast. You remember I like how upset style. I was when Akeem Talib's brother killed that man at that U football game? What's the first thing I said? Damn, Akeem Talib yep. got to come off the air now because of this whole situation. I love Akeem Talib calling NFL games because he wasn't trying to be no nigga, but he just was a nigga, and he he talked about the game the way we talk about the game. He I, wasn't saying no corny shit. And when you think and when you think about it, bro, like everything that's popular on a on a on a broadcast right now, everything that's popular comes from our culture, bro. Like all of it, like any of the, the dance, like you hear these announcers all the time pronouncing every fucking syllable in gritty they put like eight syllables when they say somebody doing the gritty but like they yep. don't even know what that shit is that shit come from Stuart our scott was the most influential media member in the history of sports media Stuart scott 100 if it wasn't no Stuart scott we wouldn't have none of these none of this juice would be in, implemented it wouldn't have that sauce these. yeah it's true i feel um, like prime help kind of bring some of that back to like into the limelight because I'm telling you bro like I'm looking at Prime standing up beside that four star wide receiver I showed it to my wife I was like look at this fucker I said they not gonna be able to recruit against this bro like them kids it's, gonna it's love the that sauce. shit it's they the gonna sauce. love that shit bro 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 you just you know what you know what my biggest pushback to these niggas that said he he profited off HBCU culture Prime is fucking culture Prime he is, is culture bro he all the drip that kids wear nowadays. I ain't never been a big drip person. I'm, I used to be out there gloveless. I, I wanted to hit shit. But like all the drip, like the people that love to look good, play good, feel good mentality, that's prime, bro. That shit been going on for decades. And it's from him. Like that shit going to be hard to recruit again, bro. At Power Five. That's, that sauce is different, bro. That sauce is, listen, bro. I am a, th- you know, do you know what coach I big up the most recruit Breezy? This may shock you. You know who I big up the most? Who I think is just a savage out here recruiting, fucking Kirby Smart. I see, I've got firsthand knowledge of, 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 of a guy Kirby recruited that's very close to me. I see how Kirby moving. Kirby moving like a savage out here, okay? Nasty yeah, I, boy. I'm, I'm with you, and y'all blessed. Y'all blessed, honestly. I mean, I love Beamer, but y'all blessed, bro, because if, if Georgia didn't decide to move on when they did, we had Kirby Smart at South Carolina. Like, he was here. Oh, hey, hey, man, hey, 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 it is what it is. But what I, my point I'm getting at is, as savage as Kirby is, they ain't fucking with prime. I, that one man, little picture of prime. Tom yeah, Herman, oh, Kirby, got, that Kirby got to enjoy that shit. Holy shit. Holy Tom shit. Herman can get gold fronts at FAU, and prime can walk into any living room that Tom Herman was just in, and that kid is gone. That with kid shades is gone. That kid is bro, you ever, gone. Uh, Y'all ever seen that interview? I think it was it. I don't know if it was. I can't remember who it was. Man, one of them. Dude, uh, it might have been the um. It was it was one of them interviews on Breakfast Club, I think. But it was talking about like when Fifty Cent came on on, on scene. Was it Dash? It might have been Dame Dash. I can't remember. But it was when Fifty Cent came on scene and he was like describing like hearing the uh one of the beats off the Get Rich or Die Trying soundtrack. Like and he was he was listening to it. I think he was talking to Ja Rule. He was like. 
shit, we in trouble. Like when he heard 50 like come over to beat the first time, he yes. said he told them like I just on my people was like, we in trouble. And I feel like that's what crime is <laughs> to power five football. Pete, I feel like literally Pete. everybody looking at him, like ain't nobody really saying nothing. But I feel like all these coaches looking like, man, this shit a fucking rap. Yes, bro, bro, breeze, breeze. Let me, P, let me ask you this. P don't fuck with HBCUs right now. All right. I promise you, if Prime still was at Jackson State and Prime pulled up to P residence right now with his son committed to Army, walked into the house, he would tell his girl, yo, get the fine china out. Get this, clean this shit up. Everything or not this motherfucker. He would sit Prime down. He would talk to P and his son for 15 minutes. P's going to say, well, we're committed. We're all in. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. If Prime, now imagine that with Prime at Colorado going into a four star. I mean, we got a five star coming to Clemson, Peter Listen. Woods. That fucker said Prime is applying pressure. I said, holy shit. <laughs> I Listen, said, holy I said, shit. I said two years ago when Prime, because Prime then got a couple plays. First and foremost, Shiloh was here. And then, of course, he left. So that created a little bit of a pipeline, too. He lost another tight end yes. last year after the season that went to JSU. So clearly, Prime can get players. Like, he can get them to come wherever he at. He was coming to JSU. And I said two years ago that if I had a son right now that's playing football, clearly I would want my son to only play one place, which is the place I played at, South Carolina. But if my son wanted to play anywhere else, I would have hoped it would have been for Dion. I said that shit two years ago, bro. Yes. This fucker at Colorado listen. now. I can hear all if I had a son that wanted to go to Colorado right now, i let him go. All the static that you hear about kids being – upset that they uh commitments before prime in colorado are not being honored that ain't because they mad that prime decommitted them those fuckers want to be there they, they want to be there with prime they don't want to get decommitted they want to be there so they're upset not because they just lost their scholarship they want to be there with prime i, bet I can you tell you right know. now let me, let me, hold on, hold on, if i was a kid talk, they got decommitted i'm calling prime right now i'm telling them bro i'll be a walk on you Bro, that's what I'm about to say. Don't leave me by the way. Don't leave me by the wayside. You won't take that scholarship. Take that bitch. I'm coming as a walk. Little, give me a peanut. Bro, I promise you, it's a kid that was on the fucking phone with Prime. But Prime, so we we not we not renewing the scholarship. Yo, can, can I get a peanut? Yo, please, please. I promise, I promise you. And I'll get. And I take a red shirt. Hey, I take a yo, I take a gray shirt. I would have told Prime, listen, I don't want the whole twenty. Just give me five. <laughs> I just want to be down. Let me come. I'll figure the rest out. That's how so me, you know it's about to be sneak, jumping. Let me sneak in the cafeteria and get, get some food once or twice a week. You ain't even got to feed me, bro. <laughs> let me sneak in once or twice a week. I figure the rest out. I do DoorDash. Because I had to work in a bar when I was a walk-on. These motherfuckers got DoorDash. Now I wouldn't need no goddamn scholarship. Let, let, let me ask y'all this. Um, and then, and then we'll we will, we will get up out of here, man. Um. How do you guys, what do you guys foresee what's popping in Colorado? I, I think, well, Sunday's on the 21st, right? Sunday, yeah, Sunday. Start an early Sunday, day, yep. Yeah, so first Sunday day's on 21st, second Sunday, what, by, by like February 2nd or 3rd, whatever, right? How do you guys think this is going to go? Right now, Colorado, Colorado is going. Right now, Colorado has well, ain't jumping yet. first it class. Ain't jumping yet. No, it, it, because they, it, it ain't pinned the paper yet. Right now, as far as recruits, as of last week, Colorado had the 61st class in the country. I guarantee you by the time it's all said and done, February closes out and the signing period is done, Colorado will be a top 25 
uh, as far as commitments for the 23 class, they'll be a top 25 program. Does transfer portals count? Does transfer portal count in that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Transfer portal and everything counts. It. Yep. And here's mm-hmm. the thing. The NCAA changed the rules. They might change the rules back after this. It used to be you could only sign 25 to a class, right? But then COVID fucked the numbers up because everybody that was enrolled got an extra year. So you got super seniors and all this stuff. Then the transfer portal hit. So now NCAA said, listen, we don't, we're not putting a limit on your signing classes. You don't got to sign 25. You just have to have 85 rostered scholarships on your team. So realistically, this is a hypothetical. This ain't what's going on. Prime could go to Colorado and sell all 85 scholarships. Y'all are out of here. Y'all are yep. done. And he could go and sign a class at 85 this year. Now, the caveat is they changed the rules to where once you sign a, a transfer portal kid, they got to be on your roster until they, they get a degree. They got to get a degree or you got to leave before they can transfer again. So you can't bring a transfer in and then transfer them out. They got to be on there until they get a degree. But realistically, which is why they're saying Shiloh probably ain't going to leave yet from JSU because he got to get his degree first. Yeah, he got to get his unless he's graduating, he might graduate in May. So he if he was graduating right now early, he could go. But if he graduates in May, he'll be able to transfer out. And he Um, should be on track to graduate. That's why I told somebody I was like, he definitely coming. I think he on track. He should be on track know, to graduate. I don't know if he's coming. I don't think so. I don't know. I but think he's gonna be there, bro. He was at the game the other day. He was, but I I, I read something about the static between him and Prime about going to Cabo. But you know, we, we'll see. I think yeah, that's yeah, just I, an outspoken thing. I honestly I think Prime was just joking, son. bro. I, bro, I think he was just joking. Listen, no, I I think you know he probably be ranking his kids. He was like, this, this Shil- uh, Shiloh's my least favorite, and that and he loved all his kids, but it's something about Shiloh. Shiloh ain't just gonna let Dion like guide his life. Shiloh got some say so, and Shiloh got some personality. Shadur, Shadur, cool, right? He cool, but he don't got the personality Shiloh got. So it's something to that, but I don't think it's like a destructive relationship. I think Shiloh was really real about. It. I came here to finish what we started. Like we, we going to do all this stuff. And listen, man, I just really think that people are underestimating the promise. And he's not an idiot, right? It's kind of like with, with Barack Obama as president, everybody's like, well, he don't know how to negotiate foreign affairs and all this stuff. You know, that's why you got cabinet members. That's why you got motherfuckers you put around you who know how to do that shit. A head coach really ain't calling the plays play by play he's delegating them tasks to his assistants and that's why it was so important for him to increase the pool of which he gets to pay his assistants from he's gonna get some dogs in there he's gonna get he's already getting dogs in there he's gonna get some dogs in there he's gonna get some recruiters in there he stole somebody from texas a&m he stole somebody from alabama uh he he got uh some blood out of the hbcu pipeline listen man he i can't knock the move at all especially since i understand why he made the move uh, or at least from what I have gathered, I understand why he made the move. Um, Colorado's going to be good. It's the Pac-12, so we're not really talking about no stuff. What you got in the Pac-12? You got U- you got Utah. Uh, you got USC and UCLA for one more year. You got Oregon. After you, know that, you, have, you know what you're about to have in the Pac-12 in about two years? Pacs. That's what's about to be. It's going to be the Pac-1, the they, Pac-4. No, they, they will be all Pacs, different flavors. That's what they're going to be. Listen, Oregon Pax. and Washington was Whoa, trying to get out. Hold on. I thought about something. I wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. When is when is USC going to the Big Ten? Uh 2024. <laughs> oh, yo, I got a theory, but go ahead. I got th- I fuck it. I'll say it here. Yo, I, 
I think that the Pac-10, because they know <laughs> the Big Ten don't want all their baggage, they are saying, yo, we're going to make this bitch fly right here. We're going to show you what you missed in USC, and we're going to fucking run this motherfucker while you out, bro. I think I don't, I, I think it was goddamn, hey, yo, we want you to stay. Then they got win. We could get Dion. Like, okay, well, we'll let this shit, let's this shit play out. It's about to be up in the pack, too. No, so, uh, so it's a group of uh, whack schools that have already come together to say, basically, we're all going to make the move to a power five together. So I think you might have like uh, uh, Southern Utah, uh, Sam Houston, and then you got a couple other schools as well uh, that might make the move, like a Fresno State, um, a San Diego State. They, I think they're all uh, coming together to say we all want to make the move to a Power Five, and, and the, geographically, the Pac-12 makes sense. So they're going to get replaced with new schools rising up from, you know, the group of fives to to jump in there. And then you got some FCS schools that want to make a move up from FCS to FBS. And that I think people are upset at Prime because they thought that that was going to be the move. Like, hey, you're going to take us from this FCS and you're going to move us to FBS. And then we're going to realize the explosion of HBC on a well, he can't do he, he can't do that without up, uh, bro. I'm glad I was just thinking about that when you're talking. He, he do that out there of, yo, me at. Miak had all these teams leave. He had team, he had a and Hampton went to a PWI conference. Everybody else, FAMU, uh, Bethune, Cookman, they just left the fucking block. It's like four or five teams in the damn Miak. Take your ass to the damn swag. Combine this shit, make a mega conference, send somebody into the FCS playoffs so you can knock somebody off, and then just work together to get to Power Five. That, I, that, that's what, I mean, if, if if I was to say it was anything that I was kind of disappointed at, I wish Prime could have led that trailblazing charge to the FCS playoffs. And I'm probably a little disappointed how he left. But other than that, I'm fine. I ain't got no problem with Deion Dick. Yeah, I would like to see that too. But I'm, I'm actually surprised that it took him going to JSU before people because he had uh, clearly, you know, y'all talk about TCU early. Clearly, he had more more people on the table. It was rumors about him with Auburn, rumors about him with a uh, uh, was it uh, F, 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 was it Florida Atlantic? One of them schools, I've, one of them other schools in Florida that he had rumors about he was possibly going to too. But I mean, I've, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that he took him going to JSU and then realized, oh shit, he do got a little star power. Like, I feel like Florida State dropped the ball. I feel like Florida State should just grab him out of the air when he when he first started talking about coaching. They ain't believe. They ain't believing him. It's crazy. They just wasted time too, because he gonna they gonna be pissed off in a couple of years, I believe. Man, I I think this is my honest opinion. I think Prime is going to have a top fifteen recruiting class this year, right? When the smoke because it it ain't got it ain't gonna get jiggy to about next week and into these bowl game after the bowl game. That's when it's gonna get buck nasty right i think he's gonna finish Bruh, top 15 recruiting class yeah i'm probably in between y'all if he said 25 and i was thinking 20 and you just said 15 so i'm in between y'all but like i saw an article and if i find it it's on tiktok if i find it i'll send it to you and they okay. were saying like these are top recruits right now in the nation that could go 
that's in the transfer portal that could go to Prime right now that would immediately turn that program around like ASAP. And I know I for a that. fact is a couple of them because our tight end just hit the portal. And I honestly believe that's probably where he's going at. See, I did not know transfers count in your recruiting class. That's Hell what I'm yeah. saying, 15. I didn't, I didn't know. I, I thought it was just pure high school recruits. If it was nope. pure high school recruits, I would have say maybe 30. If you adding in the transfer portal, because, but the beginning, how do you measure your ranking from the transfer portal? Because they don't start. Same way they do JUCO. Yep, the same way they same way they evaluate the JUCO transfers. They do it the same way with JUCO. They've been doing it. So, oh, yeah, top 15 with JUCO, transfer mm-hmm. portal, pure recruits. I think Prime is going to have a top 15 recruiting class. I have, and I will say this, Prime. Prime can lose me if he loses Nebraska. Prime will yeah, lose I, his I, fucking Lord podcast if he loses to Nebraska. He, he will mercy. lose he, you our know what, He's not, he not going to lose. He's not gonna lose me at all. Like he could and probably you, win you have, two you games. You have a different agenda, sir. You you don't. No, know I'm just saying, just in general, <laughs> because I think I, I think he definitely gonna face some adversity because he's gonna realize it's different. Now, if he just yes. automatically turns it around immediately, then I'm gonna be I'm not gonna be shocked because it's prime and he know what he's doing. But I'm gonna be a little bit you know more shocked than I would have been because I feel like it got to be some type of building. Like no, he, it can be done. TCU was five and seven last year. Sonny Dykes came in. They they in the college football playoffs this year. It could be USC done. Was, I, that, USC was four wins. I'm not going to be as shocked. Like four wins, right? So right, you got like, right? to think like you you talking about years ago. You know we was I think we went over two seasons. USC went uh one and one and nineteen or something like that. And then we came back and won Outback Championships back-to-back against uh, Ohio State before they won a national championship. Like, Lou Holtz turned the team around in one year. So, like, I know it definitely can be done. You're talking about prime, so I ain't going to be too shocked. I'm just going to be shocked if he, like, put it like this. This motherfucker fuck around and get, like, you know, some notoriety, like, towards, like, national championship. I'd be shocked. Put it like that. Uh, Other than well, that, I- eight, nine wins, I'm expecting that. Okay. I, I, well, listen, I'm getting hot. I'm, I'm feeling hot takey right now. All right. I got prime winning eight games this year, right? Me too. Because I believe he's going to put a wall around Shador and should, and he, and he's going to put a wall around Shador. He's going to get Shador one freak and Shador is going to cook in front of the national spotlight. Now, Shador is going to have some bad games and the media is going to try to pack Shador up, but I think he's going to build a wall around secure Shador. You know what I mean? With his offensive line. Shit, I don't think he's gonna have that many bad games. I think the fuck gonna be solid. He's gonna be in just as good as the other one quarterback. In two years, Colorado is in the playoffs. When that when that shit expands, Colorado will be. I was about to say it gotta expand. I don't, I don't I wouldn't see them as a top four team in two years. That's why I said I would be shocked if they get like that. Yeah, if it expands, yeah. if it expands in 2024, it's expanding. If you're yeah, just yeah, talking that, about if you're just talking about Colorado in terms of top 25, that's a win. That's a win. Yeah. Even if you don't make the play, that's a win. Yeah. 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 It, that, that, that is a win. And also, I, I, I hear everybody say he get to Florida State. Norvell got to trick it off. And I think Norvell's going to trick it off. But what I think, I think Florida State's going to be a little further to get because I think Norvell's gonna have a very very good year next year like might win ACC <laughs> good year maybe I hope he don't never go to Florida State fucking should have got him off top 
Fucking nah, Norvell. He's gonna go. He's gonna go. He's just gonna take a little minute because I think Norvell gonna Norvell gonna have a really, really good team next year. Um and but I the boy record is here. Uh, I, I think Florida State. Uh, Florida State lost like two games this year. Two, they lost to us, and they lost to damn. Who have Florida State lost to? Florida State lost two games this year, bro. They I, feel like I, games, I feel like I ain't heard nothing about them this year. They, it, 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 because they ain't bad. They're not bad. They're just not sexy. They don't have a sexy coach. Like they just don't have a sexy coach. They don't have any sexy players. They're just good. They're just a good team. You know what I mean? It's just some over, over the radar team. But they, they like they're legit. Like Florida State go. I don't know who Florida State playing the bowl game, but they're gonna raise some hell. In the Oklahoma. Bowl game. They play Oklahoma. Oh, they're gonna pack Oklahoma. Oklahoma getting fucked up. They uh they nine and three. So they yeah, definitely lost yeah. the season. They lost three games in a row. All they, they lost to LSU. They lost to LSU the first. No, game. they beat LSU. Now they beat them. That was 24-20. Okay, no, I'm tripping. They beat them. They lost, they lost to NC State, Clemson, and Wake Forest, three back-to-back. Yeah. And yeah. They lost they, to NC they, State by two. They lost to Clemson close. They lost to Wake Forest. Wake Forest was their biggest loss. They lost ten. by 10 points in Wake Forest. I, 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 I think uh, – I don't know, man. I, 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 you know what? Fuck it. We're gonna get our Shadura Sanders Heisman agenda. It just we, you know, we just wanted it at the HBCU, but we're gonna get our Shadura Sanders Heisman agenda at all costs. I will be pushing that uh, an agenda to maximum effort, to maximum. Pr- hey, I'm talking about to the ceiling. I'm push. I'm pushing as far as I can push it. His name um, will be out there. Shadura is going to be a second round quarterback because of all the bad bitches coming out next year. There's nothing wrong with that. You see, he did what? He will be a second round quarterback. I can see that. It's it's too it's too many bit. It's twenty twenty four too damn low. It's it's too it's too it's too much shit going on. He don't got he don't got to come out though. He can stay in. He don't got to come out. He could stay in. He could. He could. I I wouldn't come out twenty twenty four. In my honest opinion, it, it's it's too much going on. He don't. Well, he don't have enough actual resume. I think you give him two years of power five and he puts together similar, maybe not the same numbers you put in the swag, but if he can show you that trajectory, because, and to say this about Shador, that first season at JSU, it was rough, but then we seen some off season training when he was with Brady and he came back this year and the shit looked a little bit different. Man, I don't know, man. If he go off this year, that fucking slide, bro. He gonna slide off this year. I don't, I don't if see if he goes off and gets into that Heisman consideration, you come out now because you hot. But if he if he has a good season, but it looks like he could be better, then you stay because I think I think Prime really wants his son to try and get a Heisman. And if they can project a Heisman, it's either I'm gonna win the Heisman or I'm gonna be a first rounder. If I can't I think win, the that- only way he gets first rounder is if he comes out in 2025. In my opinion, if he comes out next year and wins the Heisman. You going? Uh, I'm about first, it's, it's that skin, bro. You know that skin in the first round, man. <laughs> Goddamn skin in the first round, bro. You already know it. It's already one. It's already one little bit of melanin in that goddamn quarterback conversation. I'll be damned if I have two monkeys running around in the damn first round. Oh, so that shit. That, that's change. That shit gonna change. I don't. I don't believe it, man. Um. It. It. it, it yo. Any closing statements on HBCUs? 
Oh yeah. Um, HBCs, man. Y'all got to start with this broke man mentality, man. Uh, it don't cost none of your coaches, nothing but a Wi-Fi connection to connect with these kids. Uh, you got parents who are sending their kids all over the country paying for unofficial visits. Why not shoot your shot and see who you can get to come to your campus? Don't even think about the location. Um, if it's real, it's going to be real. You feel me? Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. You can't be afraid to lose. Uh, y'all, HBCU came out here and offered a kid because they thought he was going to commit and he ended up going to a PWI. My son was right there. He would have committed to y'all and I would have paid for him to go to y'all. Uh, situations like this occur all throughout the college football, uh, the high school football landscape. Y'all got to stop being afraid of the future. You're not going to have a 100% win rate. You just can't recruit kids who you think are going to commit to you. You got to put the feelers out in the water. You got to let the shit roll the way it's going to roll. People can, people can smell the fear, man. Y'all got to stop being fearful. Y'all got to stop trying to get over on people. Got to stop trying to penny pinch. You got to stop being short-sighted. That's my two cents, man. You can take it or leave it. But obviously we left y'all and we doing quite fine in our PWI with 100% financial aid. So um, good luck to y'all. I see y'all in the welfare line when I see y'all. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I hate this nigga, man. <laughs> Go ahead, Bree. <laughs> I, I, I think they, uh, I think they just got to put emphasis on, um, on sports in general. Like they put emphasis on everything else, but it's not generating income that they need to, uh, to, to project they, they, they school in general. I think they just got to put more emphasis on sports, bring a big, bigger draw to it. And part of that is probably how they recruit. Like how people saying, like, they're looking at certain people in particular, like, you know you're not going to be able to battle against these power fives when it comes to certain type of players that you want. So I think that they got to start looking at it and saying, okay, this player is getting interest from this type of school. We're not going to go with that player. But you got to find the players that, like, are under the radar. Like, somebody that, like, should be going power five, but for whatever reason, they're a little bit small. Like the like the running back from Gray last year, they ended up going to Georgia State. Like those type of players, I feel like HBCU shouldn't be letting those type of players get out of the state because you got them in every state. In every in every HBCU, you got a player near you that's probably wanting to go PWI, but it's too small or a little bit too slow, and they end up going to a smaller PWI somewhere across the country when you could have had them in your backyard. I feel like if they change their uh recruiting to that that style, like. Let's go ahead and let's let's get the the rest of the grits out of the pot. Let's not let's not just leave it there and let it cake. Go ahead and scrap scrape them out of there, get them down to your school, they're right down the road, and and not let them go across the state to another PWI just because they want to get that experience. But um, I think if they do that, they they'll have a better a better outlook in general. But biggest thing is they got to put emphasis on sports, particularly football and basketball. You got to put emphasis on the custodial money makers, and I just don't think they do that enough. All right. Um, they only put emphasis on homecoming when you think about it, bro. Like, you think about yes. even, even with South Carolina State every year, bro. Like, just think about all the fans here. Every year, everybody talk about state homecoming. And just like you say, they're not doing it for – they're not doing it to go to the football games. Like, I went to a state game. I went to plenty homecoming before. And, like, they've been – I mean, the stands – you can see the seats in them. Like, you come to a South Carolina homecoming game, and we could be trash. Like, our team could really be bad that year, and the stadium would still be packed. But, like, you go to those homecoming games, like, you still see seats in the stadiums, but you can't even drive around the city on the night before because everybody going to the club. Like, you can barely even get through traffic. But, like, on the game day, like, nobody did. They in the bed sleeping from the night before. That's I true. You just got to put the emphasis on football. That's true. Um, Man, my, my closing 
statement is I have this I I my smoke is for alumni. Um my question is what is next? What is the next move? We understand that you're mad. We know HBs are underfunded. What are you we going to do about it? Um I I'm a Fayetteville State grad. I'm pushing kids to go to Fayetteville State. I'm trying to get more kids in there. I'm about to start donating to Fayetteville State. What are we doing as alumni? Are we going to sit down and bitch and moan about what Dion did? Or are you going to figure out a way to make your institution of higher learning hot? Also, I feel like uh, alumni don't want to be real with themselves. You're upset because Dion did... If I'm being honest, I felt like, just like we talked about the sauce, I felt like certain people, Black people, wanted to get a piece of the sauce and Dion left before they could get there in. I, get, get theirs in. I felt like they had long-term plans to figure out a way to profit off Prime and his, uh, you know, him being at Jackson State. And that's why I think they're pushing that agenda about him, you know, being all about Dion, don't care about HBCUs. For there, because I didn't get a chance to go and trick off. I didn't get a chance to come to Jackson State, get in a fucking video, uh, set up my seminar, get a piece of the money that was coming in there. And so because that didn't happen, I'm upset. So again, to close, alumni, either you're gonna be either you're gonna go get your BBL and get your titties done and be a couple of bad bitch, or we just gonna be <laughs> broke, busted, toothless whore that just keep on goddamn <laughs> trying to figure it out, stop sending them kids stop sending them kids to Fayetteville State send them no. send them to ECU send them no. to Coastal no. uh, NC State <laughs> up the road no. don't listen nope. man save them, nope. them kids the pain man nope. save them kids the pain nah you can can't lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink and these Absolutely. horses they don't want to drink these horses want to die from dehydration they they don't even want cowboys on their back they just want to be out here. No, let them go. You gotta color, let it go, color. man. Listen, it, it, you do, you're doing a good deed, man. You're doing a good. Listen, deed. you know I'm how you get more alumni. You know how you get more alumni. You bring in kids and you let them come to your school. You don't ignore them. That's how you get alumni. Yeah, you're right. I'm still sending kids over there because I'm just not gonna send them to the college. And they still ignoring you. They still ignoring you. Oh no, they, they don't care. They don't care. Send them kids to ECU. You ain't fucking with my kids. The fuck? The fuck? You ain't fucking with my kids. The fuck? Now you back in the state now. Send them to South Carolina. They ain't fucking with them. Shit. They ain't fucking with them. Goddamn. You fucking with them. I'll send them there. But shit. You ain't fucking with them. I gotta fuck. I gotta fuck with who? You know, fuck with us. But um, man, appreciate you guys for 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 uh. Giving me with feedback, man. We dropped this bad boy tonight, man. Yo, man, we got another pod coming out so we can get back to, to the gangster shit. Um, you know, a lot. We we gotta talk about Russ being a fraud. We gotta talk about Herbert. We gotta talk about it. Is is, is Wilkes ready to goddamn, you know, uh, uh, uh take the pressures of being black and, and put the Panthers, get the Panthers out of mid. We got that coming up next pod, man. Appreciate y'all for fucking with us. <laughs>